Welcome. I just noticed that the way Tyler pops up in the chat, very cute, says Jedediah Beal Live. That's Tyler. Okay. My, I'm also in the chat. So just be warned under my name. Bad things could happen. You never know. You never know. What do women want? That is the question of the hour. What do women want? What do women think that men want? Are they right? Should men care about what women want? Women want? Should women care about what men want? What are the different topics? How do they feel about them? And why are guys afraid to go up to girls these days? I always say, you got to go up to the girls. You got to do it face to face, but they're scared to do it. They feel intimidated. They feel that they will be labeled as creepy. And there are new studies out that will explain why that's the case. So we're going to cover all that and more. We're going to hear from women in their own words. And I want to hear from all of you in the chat. Do you disagree? Do you agree with what they say? We're going to find out. So I don't know if you know Courtney Ryan's channel. She's got a cool YouTube channel. She does a lot of this content where she interviews a bunch of women, a bunch of guys about different topics to get to the bottom of what's going on. I was over on YouTube and I was looking at her channel and I see she's got this panel of women. They all, I think, are in their 20s. They're all of dating age. And they talk about how do they care about the following things as it relates to a guy, their car, their manners, their salary, their living space, apartment house, whatever you want to call it, um, and more. So I zeroed in on a few. We're going to play some clips and we're going to talk about are they right? Are they wrong? And are they being honest? Because the other thing is like everybody says sometimes as well, are they telling the truth? Well, I'll tell you. So let's start with the cars. The reason I'm bringing up the cars is because this is an important topic that guys often forget about. So let's go to the first, we'll do the first clip and then I'm gonna go piggyback right on that to the second clip, Tyler. Yes, and I like when guys keep their cars clean, like if there's stuff all over, like trash and cups and whatever, <laughs> that just kind of gives me the ick. Um, the it's make the and model and year don't really matter to me, but just like, I don't know, being respectful of the things you have and you know, just being cleanly and things like that, I, I really appreciate, so yeah. Okay, and we can go to 224. This is, okay, so first of all, gives me the ick. I love it. I think I'm gonna make that into a shirt. Blank gives me the ick. I like, I'm feeling it. I'm not being sarcastic. You're gonna hear me say that here a lot, and Tyler's gonna wish that I hadn't chosen that clip because he's gonna be here and, oh, that gives me the ick a lot. So get ready for it. All right, this is the second part of the cars. To me, yes, it's not really about like, the make and model of the car, but reliable, clean, um, you like take care of maintenance of the car. As long as it's clean and it's taken care of, um, I don't think a lot of girls would mind what kind of car he drives if he's saving up his money to be more responsible with his finances and his future goals, then car is not a deal breaker. Okay, so why did I bring this up? Well, you gotta be clean in the car. The car is really, a big deal. All of the women, by the way, basically, I mean, there's a bunch of women in this. You're going to see a bunch of different ones that I pull throughout. But all the women basically say, we don't care if it's a fancy car, but it can't be a car that's breaking down all the time. It can't be used as an, as an excuse. Like, oh, I can't come see you today, babe. My car doesn't work. It's not the Flintstones, honey. You know, you're not pedaling from the ground. So you got to get, you got to get your stuff together and clean. Okay. What that means is that when we get into your car, that car is a reflection of your space. We see it as a reflection of if we haven't seen the apartment yet, that's probably what the apartment looks like. So if, it's, if the car's scary, you know you're going to be walking into some bedroom with dirty socks and some nasty smells going on. 
And also, it's like if you let us into the car, but you didn't bother to clean it or do anything to it, now we know that you don't care about how we view your stuff. You gotta be organized. So car doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be rocking a BMW. But I can tell you one experience I'm gonna share right now. I got into a car on a date. <laughs> And I reached down to adjust the seat, and there was food in a plastic bag that had gone moldy. It was green. I was done. I was like, I, uh, I was done. I got through the date somehow, but that was the only story. And to be honest with you, the guy was a really nice guy. Everything else went smoothly, but all I could see was that moldy hamburger, and I was never to return. So here's what I'm saying, guys. Can't stink in the car. By the way, this goes both ways. It can't stink like rotten food or nasty stuff. And it also, if you spray up some air freshener in there to try to cover that, and then you got the combination of the nasty smell and the air freshener, that's not going to work. Don't buy those little trees. You know, you go to the car wash, they're like, oh, vanilla. Mm -mm, pass on that. Just clean. Just go to the car wash. You know, spend a little bit of money, get that car cleaned. That's going to make a big difference. Now, you're going to hear this theme throughout, by the way, from the women on different topics. Clean. They use the word clean all the time. And you'll notice, you ever been in a girl's room, you say to yourself as a guy, you're like, well, wait a minute, this clothes all over the floor. True. There can be clothes. There can be clutter. But it ain't dirty. Dirty is different. Dust, nasty. Mm -mm. So I'm telling you straight up, you pick her up in a car and it's nasty on the inside. She's not coming back. Or she's going to go home. She's going to tell all her friends that your car is nasty. And if you were planning to go out with any of them, you could forget that too. Just saying, Tyler's car is very nice, by the way. I got one ride from Tyler from this studio to the other one. You could tell. Tyler's got a woman in his life. She's not going to get into a nasty car. But Tyler, is this not true? Do you not feel that women need cleanliness? No, I agree. I'm glad you said it goes both ways too because the running joke is you step inside a man's car, it's always clean. But his room is filthy. And you step inside a woman's car and it's always filthy, but her room is clean. Yeah. I've never been inside a woman's car that isn't trashed. And I mean trash. Really? Like dirty though. Dirty. Not just clutter. Dirty. No, Nasty I mean, like, ladies. Trashed. Okay, so trashed. you can't be doing that, ladies. See, I I keep my stuff in order. It's, this goes both ways, by the way. Guy gets inside. Well, I don't know actually. I honestly think a guy could get inside a trash car and just be like, oh, she's sloppy. You ever see that episode of Friends, by the way, where Ross dates the girl? That's all I can think of. The girl who's got the food everywhere and it's like he leans down and there's like chocolate and I'm willing to bet. I'm not going to lie. If that girl was hot enough, guys would just be like, I'll get through. I'll get through. I'll just clean this chocolate and this rat food up later. <laughs> I'll make it well, work. There's a hamster in the bag and he slaps it. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's it's just a rat. And then it's dead. Ooh, nasty. Here's what I'm telling you. Vast majority of women, though, they don't want your car to be messy like that. I don't know who Tyler's talking about with these girls. Girls, are you out there? Can you talk to me in the chat? Are you? Is your car a nasty mess, and now you're expecting guys to have a clean, neat car? You can't do that. You can't have a double standard. All right, bottom line, the girls say clean car goes a long way. I think that's, that's true. All right, I want to get to manners. This was a great section, and uh, I'm going to have a lot to say about that. So let's do the first two. We're going to play them back to back, and then we'll comment, and then we'll do the last one. Like so little. I don't know if this is even considered a manner, but I love when I'm walking on the street or like the sidewalk, and the guy is like taking the, the street side, and I'm like inside closer to like the buildings. I feel like that is like an important manner that goes unnoticed because like if something were to happen, it's like the guy's out there, and I'm like safe. <laughs> Um, another, like just opening up doors, um, like 
I don't know if this is like really old school, but offering like to pay the bill, like the first date or something, like definitely picking up the bill um, and continuing, you know, to put effort and not expecting like me to pick up. Okay, cool. Let's stop there for just one second. I know I said I was going to play him back to back, but I love that when she's like, you know, just walk on the outside this way. If something happens, the guy's like out there in the danger and I'm safe. I'm just honestly respect to you, girlfriend, for being so upfront. I had never thought this comes up a lot. Actually, I couldn't believe it. I was watching the video and like over and over again, women are like, yep, guys walking on the outside <laughs> because you know what that is, guys. You know what they're saying? Because if a car veers off the road into the sidewalk, you're going to be the one that gets hit. And she's going to be like, ooh, ooh, that's, ooh, man, I almost got dusty from that. <laughs> but good on them for acknowledging it. I had not thought about it this way. I then revisited every date I had ever been on in my entire life before I met my husband. And I'm like, I never thought about that. I don't think I ever thought about, is this guy a decent guy? based on where I'm situated when I walk. This is this is the problem with growing up in New York. You just don't even think of these basic things. You're from Texas, Tyler. Is this like a thing? Like you, did you your whole life register to just automatically walk on the dangerous part of the street? Like, is that in your head? It's just subconscious. Subconscious. Subconsciously. He says that, Texas, that's New York guys, not so much. I can think of dates I've been on where I've been on the outside. I feel like calling all these guys. I would need permission from my husband. I'm like, can I call them up and be like, you SOB. You know, you had me walking on the outside in the danger zone. I was pretty fired up about that. Okay, but good on her because she admits it. Now, what is she saying? This is an important message. She's saying, I like guys that are willing to accept a little danger, make sure that I'm safe and secure. This is what we've been talking about for weeks. They take on the danger for you. She wants a guy that's going to do that. Very, very common theme. You're going to hear it a bunch of times. Okay, let's do the second one. Yeah, and I think it's really sweet, too. If a guy opens the door for me or walks me to my car, that's a huge thing. That goes a long way. It makes me feel, like, I don't know, really respected and valued. So, yeah. Yeah, I always notice when, um, like, a man opens the door. Um, so that's a good manner to have. Um, how they are around my family. Um, like, respect of elders, like my grandparents. Like, offering up a seat. Um, like if I'm a, like in a public transportation type setting and I notice like a younger middle-aged man sitting down and he doesn't offer the seat to maybe like an older person, that always stands out to me. Okay, so the theme is what? They want a gentleman, right? They want an old school gentleman. Pulls out the chair, pays the bill, walks on the, in the danger zone. That guy that you see, you all know him too people who've been on the subway, on the bus. You see a young guy sometimes, he's sitting all comfortable. There's like a little old lady nearby, gray-haired, little tiny old lady holding on for dear life as the bus goes over every bump. And there's some guy that's just like <sighs> in his seat chilling, some young guy. You know that guy, you're looking at that guy with disdain as a female. You're like, mm. I once saw a woman go over to one and be like, get up. You get up. <laughs> She's not enough in New York City. So bottom line, the theme here that we see evolving is that they want an old school gentleman. Could we even say they would be craving some traditional gender roles? Ha ha. Who knew? I did. Okay, last one. Let's take a look at this one on manners. Definitely, I think if you're walking 
like in the street and he stands closest to the street. Um, I also like when they're kind of protective, not as in like overbearing, but just kind of like like standing close to you. I don't know if you go on a first date and you're in a crowded place, um, just making sure he's right by your side. And it kind of does go back to the manners things because, you know, I really observe if I'm on a date or with a guy, I observe how he treats other people. So um, if he's respectful, saying please, thank you, and he's just a warm guy, um, then that's going to get my attention. But I'm not big on like huge gestures. Like, if okay, we were cool. Both- what is the word that you heard there? The standout word, protective, stands beside me. I will never forget, I went out with a friend. I was probably like in my late 20s. I was not dating anyone. I went out to a lounge with a friend who was very hot on a guy. Really, really dug this guy. And first of all, a guy drank too much. We were out, I could see it. He was sloppy. I was like, okay, that's minus. Making a little, you know, as a girlfriend, you're like minus one. Had a, I had a notepad in my head, I was taking notes. And then she was drinking and she, uh, she said, I have to, I'm gonna run to the restroom. And I was paying for something. I was paying, I don't know, I guess paying for a drink or something. I don't know what I was paying for. Knowing me like a juice. But I was paying for something. And I said, okay, you know, one second. And he was like, she turned to the guy and she said, crowded, sloppy place, way too many sloppy people in it. And she said, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And he was like, okay. And I was like, mm, what should have happened? This is the Q&A portion where the audience should say, he should have walked her to that bathroom. It's always stuff like that that you notice. If a guy says, okay, babe, let me, and walks and waits outside that door while you go to the bathroom and come back. I know in 2022, modern feminists have made you feel that that's overbearing. It's not, it's actually quite gentlemanly, especially if somebody's been drinking and you never wanna be sloppy like that as a guy. When you take a girl out and you're out with them and they're like dancing, you can't be sloppy to the point. You know why? Because there can be danger. What if a guy starts in with you? What if somebody bothers the girl? What are you gonna be like, no, you're done. So we don't like that sloppiness. You gotta be, if you're gonna drink something, you gotta be able to hold that alcohol and you gotta have your, you gotta have your wits intact at all times. Guys, I always think of guys, attractive men have eyeballs around their head. You know what I'm talking about, guys? Where you have the eyeballs up front, but then all wrapped around your head are little eyeballs. It's like almost like if somebody went to punch, you'd be like, you know, you can see. It's like spidey senses. You're like, Jed, I'm not Spider-Man, try. That's what's attractive. Spider-Man is attractive. Just saying. Okay. So they want gentlemen. They want respect. They want all that stuff. Now, here's where it gets a little bit tricky. This is a section about salary. (laughs) What women want in terms of salary. And there is a profound lack of self-awareness in this section. So I am going to play two two chunks of this. We're going to go 11 to 13, 17. We're going to let that play. Tyler, and then we're going to play a second section. But just think about what they're saying and really absorb it. Okay, it's very important. Okay. As long as like we have enough money to, I don't know, go on dates and like do like concerts, like fun stuff. No, it doesn't really matter if he has goals. Like if the salary's not amazing right now, but he has goals for himself, and you know he's working towards something that's important to me, but. Everyone's in different places at different times, so I feel like immediate salary, just as long as we could still have fun. If his bills are paid and he treats me right, I don't think money should be an object because it doesn't last forever. No, salary, not too much. Um, As long as you're making, like, 
a decent income for yourself and you can live within those means. I'd say like the same answer as his job title. It doesn't really matter what, what you're making right now, but if you're ambitious and um, you have like high expectations for yourself and high goals for yourself, then that's very attractive. It is important because, you know, for, for me as a female, I plan to be making a certain amount at a certain age. And um, the man that I expect to be with, I, I want him to be a hustler and a go-getter too. And you know, the, the harder you work, the more you work, the higher you're gonna move up, the more your salary is gonna um, raise. So also if you plan to be with somebody and you, you plan to have a family, you have to support um, your children and each other. So I do think salary matters because it's, you know, kind of going to show you what the future is going to look like and what kind of struggles or what kind of things you can do. I wouldn't say it doesn't matter. I think, you know, if we're thinking about a long term thing, we're partners. So thinking about things in that way, I, you know, I had to consider what my salary is and what kind of life we want to live. If he's making less money than me and I'm the breadwinner, I feel I personally would be uncomfortable just from what I'm making at this moment. <laughs> if we're like at a point where I feel like I'm comfortable on my own, we'd be fine together, I really don't care. Okay, so you see that, you listen, and you're like, oh, all right, vast majority, that one woman says, yes, salary is important, but most of them are like, well, it's not really a big deal as long as you can pay your bills, as long as you know you can provide your, you know, a partner, and as long as you can provide some support, and sounds perfectly reasonable, their answers there, right? Guys at home are like, oh, okay, they're absorbing that, and they're like, all right, they're not being too picky about salary. They're just saying, you know, you want someone who's working, who's hardworking, who's working towards something, but it doesn't sound particularly challenging. Like, it doesn't sound like, oh, that's like the top 1% of the population. No, it sounds really reasonable. Well, this is the interesting part because now Courtney goes in and says, well, let's talk about, based on what you just said, that sounds like really reasonable is what she's thinking in her head. She says, well, now let's, let's talk some numbers. So let's hear. Guys, you better it's be like ready. like a decent salary. Like something that you would be like, okay, he needs to make this much money. I don't think there's a number in mind, um, especially for right now. But I would say if, if he's not ever making more than, let's say, $100,000, then I would be a little bit worried about our future. I'm going to say like in the 70s. I, I don't know. There's like the gender wage gap, so I don't even know. For the love of God. I would say enough to live a life of leisure, in a sense. Like not have to worry about your rent, your utilities, stuff like that. But also, um, obviously, a more desirable, desirable man would be able to take care of, my, of our kids, of myself, of our older parents. So I would say somewhere between uh, 400k to wherever. Like there's no bond. <laughs> At 23, if I were to be dating a man right now, um, 80k is pretty good. 80 to 100k um, 
is what I'd be looking for. Girlfriend. Jesus, that's like a um, tenth of a percent. Of yeah, that. somewhere around 80 to 100 We're going to get to it. Oh, yeah. In your mid-20s. 80 to 100, uh, mid-20s. I think six figures is definitely decent for, it's a little, you got to work hard for it nowadays, oh, but for an income, you know, to create a family and things of that nature, like at least 100,000 is acceptable. I mean, we'll take less, but acceptable. it on your job and your career and what you're doing. Yeah, a lot of girls have said that, and I actually just recently read the statistic where only 2% of men between the ages of 20 and 40 make six figures and are over six feet, which is like two of the things that women typically say they want. Right. But it's crazy to think about the fact that there's only 2% of men yeah, that are making that much. Yeah. I'll take a short guy that makes a million all day long. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair compromise, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's sad because I plan to be making 100K or more, oh. hopefully before 30. Wow. So. It's just crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, and then when all girls want that, they're all going after the same men, and it's like, what are you going to do? Right. I don't know. Maybe I'll we'll have to get into a different industry. Oh, <laughs> look at that. We can pause. Maybe has to get into a different industry. Okay. Where does one begin? So they go through the numbers. 100K. One says the 70s. Enough. This, my favorite, was the one that said, oh, I want you to be able, I want us all to live a life of leisure where you don't have to worry about bills or any of that. Not only does she want you to take care of her and the kids, by the way, but you got to take care of the elderly parents. I mean, there was a whole, it's like cousin Sam may hop on. Aunt Stella needs a new bike. You got to be able to take care of that too. <laughs> so she's unapologetic, 400K. Okay, 400K. Everything else I got, she goes, yeah, 400 grand. Jesus. It's almost half a million dollars to talk about like it's just 400K. 400K is a lot of money to earn. It's hard to make $400,000. Okay, and plus if you make $400,000, remember, depending upon where you live, you're not taking home anywhere close to that. So uh, another one says that 23, oh, 80 to 100K. 23? 80 to 100K? That's a hefty salary for someone in their early 20s. I don't know where you live, honey. Let's talk about it. And another one says six figures, but she's like, you know, that's acceptable. As if she said like 30 grand. Six figures, acceptable. Six figures is, a, is something that people work many years to get to. So what's interesting to me about this is that you saw that first clip we played where they seemed very like nonchalant about money. It was like, well, it's not a big deal. You know, at one point they talk about your title and they're like, oh, well, that's not, you know, as long as you're working towards something and you can put food on the table. And then suddenly when asked to be specific about that dollar value, well, it got a little bit more strict, right? Suddenly it was like, do these women think that, you know, just working and paying the bills and not that that is the equivalent of a $400,000 salary? Now, I don't know where they're speaking from in terms of where they live, we all know that you know $100,000 in New York City and $100,000 in a small town in Kansas is not the same. Your dollar doesn't do the same thing. And also remember when you live in places like that, yeah, you tend to make more money, but everything costs more. Everything. You get a haircut, it costs more. You go to the grocery store, everything costs more. You get a sandwich at a cafe, it costs more. So you're constantly spending a ton of money. $100,000 in New York City is just not a lot of money. People who make $100,000 oftentimes can't even get an, a studio apartment uh, alone because they can't meet the income requirements because you have to make, I don't know what it is, it's like 30 times the rent or something. Um, th it's extraordinary to get an apartment. The reason that people, by the way, in cities like that live as roommates all the time is because you can't make the income requirement unless you have a guarantor. You can't just go and get an apartment. And you get make Say you come out of college, you're making 50 grand, you think you're doing great, you go to get an apartment in Manhattan, sorry, you can't get any. 
can't make unless your dad or mom or somebody has money and can sign on for you. That's why they pack four and five people into an apartment because then together collaboratively they make the income requirement. Regardless, though, I mean, 100K is a lot of money. So bottom line is these women who think they're low maintenance, they think they're low maintenance. They think they are the oh, you know, as long as you can pay your bills, I'm not focused on money. Money's not that important to me. They think they're that woman. When push comes to shove, they actually want you to make a shit ton of money. Because honestly, six figures and up is a lot of money. That's bringing in a lot of money. Most people do not make that. So I thought about it and I said, well, let me go see what people are making. So I went over to don'tquityourdayjob.com. Fascinating site. Love it, by the way. Love the title. And I looked at the median and average individual incomes in 2021. In 2021, the median male earned $51,121, while the median female earned $39,000, okay? The average male earned 73511 while the average female made 51917 For men who worked 30 or more hours a week, median income was 59810 The median female who worked 30 plus hours made 47000 Men who worked 30 or more hours weekly averaged 82460 etc. Men who worked 40 plus hours had median income of 60000 Now, if you look at that chart down below a little bit, it goes in the full, this is the full year 2020, which is the most recent full year earnings for 2021 that they have. The top, that girl's talking about $400,000. That's the top 1% of male earners. Women don't even get up there. They don't even get up there on this chart to the top. The top 1% is 263. It's not even approaching that. Top 1% is $428,500. The top 5% is 206,000. The top 10% is 151. So what, what they're asking for, do they, my question to you out there, do these women have unrealistic expectations of someone in their early to mid 20s to be making that level of money? Based on what you see on the stats, they're, they're thriving for that top, 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 top. And you notice the point that Courtney makes in there. She says, well, if these are your standards financially, and, I, and there are other things, by the way, they're picky about. It's not just money. It's like, you know, there's other specifications. Then you have a lot of women that are competing for a very small population of men, A. So my question to them is, what are you bringing to the table? And we're going to get to that, what men want. What are you bringing to the table? Because now you're creating a very competitive marketplace among yourselves for a very small number of men, right? You're all targeting this very high, I don't want to say high value because money doesn't necessarily equate with value, but high income men, okay? And then what happens to all the other guys? You know, every, I love, women always come out and say, you know, I would love like a, a, a really good guy, a really good guy, the school teacher, the soccer coach. Maybe he doesn't make a lot of money. Maybe he only makes $50,000 a year, but he would be a great dad. He would be this, he would be that. All of those guys, by the way, that, are, that women always say they would really, really want, what happens to them in this equation? They're not making 100 grand a year. Are they just pushed aside? Because those are some really good quality men. They're great dads. They're great family men. They're respectful. They're loyal. They're faithful. So... You have to really think about what's going on here in terms of what the salary specifications do. And also, you know, women often have a perception of themselves that's not accurate. They'll say they don't care about money, but then they do care about money, right? They say, we don't care about money, but we want you to make 100 grand a year. Then you care about money, right? Either you care about money or you don't care about money, 
right? Or like change the way that you're saying what you're saying because it doesn't ring true when you say you don't really care that much as long as he can pay his bills. You know what? Most people can pay their bills on a lot less than 100K. That's extra. So then be honest and say, I want the extra, right? And then be prepared, by the way, to tell guys what and bring something to the table. What do you bring to the table? And, and preferably not stuff that you really want, but stuff that guys want. Because you're telling them what you want from them. You're saying 100K income, support my family. That girl's like, I'll support my parents, this, that. You're putting that out there. So when he says to you, what do you bring to the table that I value? You're going to have to have an answer, right? It's, 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 it's give and take in a relationship. All right, I want to go to the living space. And then I want to, this will fascinate you, what we're going to get to. Hit that subscribe button, by the way. Hit that like button. Get in the chat. Let me know what you're thinking. I want to get to this part soon where we say women discuss what they think men want. They have this idea of what you want, guys. And we're going to get to are we right or are we wrong? Yep, go ahead, Tyler. Wyatt's asking, uh, shout out to Wyatt. I'm curious, what makes 100K a magic number? You know, honestly, I think it just sounds like you've hit something, like a milestone. People have a perception of 100K, like you're in the six-figure club. And I think there's, and, and you know, people say six figures a lot. Remember, six figures could be 100K. Six figures could be like $999,999, almost a million bucks. So six figures is a huge disparity there. But I think like people, there's a societal perception that once you hit 100K, you've, you're, you're on the rot. You're in some type of cool club. Now, remember, you make $100,000, say a guy in Florida or Texas makes $100,000 and a guy in New York City or Los Angeles makes $100,000. That guy in Florida and Texas, he's going to keep a lot more of his money. So that $100,000 goes a long way. You can a guy you can have a guy making 80 or 70 and they're making more money because they're keeping more of their money. Plus remember when you're on when you're incentivized to work harder if you know that you're keeping more of your hard-earned cash. Whereas that guy in New York City, maybe he's got $100,000 oh yeah, I got this high power job, $100,000. And then, you know, New York City, the, all the taxes come in and he's sitting on less money than the other guys. Also, he's disincentivized to work hard because he sees his paycheck and he's like, oh shit, I worked all these days and I, none of it's mine. So you have to think about the impact of that stuff as well. All right, let's get to living space because this, this, this is important too. This is important too. And it's going to circle back. You're going to see that circling back to the car, but this is important. Let's take a look. Um, place matters. I think cleanliness matters the most. Like it doesn't have to be well decorated or well furnished or anything. I mean, at least like have a couch and maybe some kitchen utensils, but cleanliness like tops all of the factors. I think obviously a, a space where a person lives is a big indication of how they treat themselves and they respect themselves. So if it's clean, if it's well put together, then that means that you're, you're kind of like your mind is decluttered, but if it's cluttered, then it's just like speaks volumes to the kind of person you are. Um, yeah, so a clean space is a nice space. It doesn't matter if it's big or small. Um, I like when guys keep it clean. Um, dishes are done, fresh towels, I feel like putting the seat down cleaning the bathroom yeah when i walk into your space if it's just totally trashed i feel uncomfortable <laughs> so which is funny because i have clothes all over my room all the time but it's really just like the trash and things piling up that i'm like 
And please, like, wash your sheets, like, once a week or, I don't know. It depends. Location, maybe not so much, but, like, overall tidiness of the home. I definitely don't want to walk into something that looks like a smelly bachelor pad. Um, but, I mean, it just depends on how you keep your place. Architect or, like, the building <laughs> itself doesn't matter. Talk but about is the architecture. Clean? Is it decorated? Does it smell good? Yeah, it definitely matters because I want to be somewhere that's comfortable and like a safe area. Like definitely, I feel like when you walk into someone's apartment, like the first thing is the smell. Make sure it smells clean, like take out the trash, do your dishes, like just basic, wash the floors. Um, I feel like that's like a good, as long as it smells good and it's clean and like I really like minimal, like you don't have a bunch of junk everywhere and trash, like, I accept, totally accept the Pokemon cards, but, like, put them in a drawer. <laughs> okay. So the question <laughs> is, do you believe them, right? The part about cleanliness, yes, that's true. A chick will size up a space, and if she sees all dust and nastiness going on, dishes piled up, and if it smells dirty, you know the smell. You know that bachelor pad, like, college dorm smell? Yeah, that's bad. But do you think that they're being honest when they say, oh, I don't care if it's big or small, you know, just have a couch. I don't care. Mm, I don't know. Because if you're simultaneously saying you want that guy to be earning six figures, you're going to have expectations about that home. You know, six figures comes with, you know, you've got the car that goes with the six figure salary. You've got the, the place. I don't know. I don't know if there's enough self-awareness here for them to connect the dots of like, if you're saying this it also trickles out to this. So if you're saying 100K, if you're saying 400K, that girl that said $400,000, you can't tell me you're not going to be sizing up that pad. with. She's going to be going in with, with what are those things? What are those lights that you put on the bed and see? The UV lights? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you go in a hotel, you see all that grime? Hmm. Don't do that. You'll never stay in a hotel again, by the way. And but it, it ain't grime you're seeing. What is it, actually? It's some nasty stuff. Tyler, don't even, I won't, because I'm already to the point of where I'm like, Haha, if you know if I need to fly there, I ain't going. Airplanes, nasty. Anyway, you know, she's going to be going in with those lights, you know, looking around, making sure the furniture is up to par. $400,000 a year, she's going to expect to walk in to some apartment. Come on. So just be honest. Like, own, own it. Just be like, yeah, I want a big-ass house. You know, or I want this, or I want... It just doesn't align. Oh, I don't care about your house. Just make your four hundred. What do you think he's doing with $400,000? You're going to want that manifested in spaces you share. Don't lie. Don't lie. So, also... Pro tip, this is one thing that will be a deal breaker. And I know this doesn't happen a lot in the country, but it happens a lot in the cities. If you're 30 years old and you've got a bunch of roommates and you invite a girl back and you're a grown-ass man, now you have a job, you have all that, and they walk in and they it looks like a dorm. And it's like, oh, there's Bobby in his room and the rooms, you know, it's like, oh, a room here. She's out. She's out. You can get away with that in your early 20s. Everybody understands you come out of college and you're kind of like doing the, the partial adult life. You're, it's a transition, right, between college life and adult life. Once you hit 30, come on. You can't be, can't be living like that. You are better, by the way, to get a smaller space, get a studio apartment, live on your own and keep that mani you know, well manicured and clean than to be living with a bunch of people. Because she, you know what? She doesn't, grown-ass woman, she don't want to come over there and be around a bunch of kids and then they're friends. And then like, Oh, it's party time all the time. And then she's got to walk to the bathroom at night, but she's like, uh, I got to put a bra on to go to the bed. You know, they don't know. That's all uncomfortable. That's okay for post-college. It's not okay for adulthood. All right. So I think some of this was honest. I think, 
I think, though, the problem is, is that the salary section jades everything else. Because once they say they want the six figures, now you're like, well, do they really mean they don't want a nice car? Come on, ladies. You're going to be okay to get into like a not so nice car, but you're going to want 100K out. It all kind of seems a little, hmm. All right. Then what happens is Courtney brings these same women back, actually, for several different um, clips. I don't know if they shot it all on the same day and cut it up or what. But now she gets into women discussing what they think that men want, right? So in other words, women have, you know, all of these expectations of guys that they've laid out. They want you to have, the, you know, we talked about all these areas, the car, the apartment, all this. Now it gets flipped. It's like, okay, well, in turn, what do you think that men want? This is fascinating. I'm going to play a clip. And guys in the chat, I will want you to weigh in on this. Also, women in the chat, I'd like you to weigh in on this. Are they right? Do Are they on the money with what they think, what they perceive men want? Let's listen. That's my answer. And then what do you think men are looking for in women? I think it all comes down to just like looking for that connection. So I don't know. I've like read and heard things that like men want to feel wanted or needed, um, nurtured in a way, like... I don't know. I feel like most men are just like big babies. Like it's not as deep as we think it is. So they just want to feel like that connection with a woman and feel cared for. But maybe they get that feeling in different ways than women get from men. A big one would be confidence because a lot of women nowadays are insecure. So when they get in a relationship and a guy even says hi to another female, they freak out. Or I, I know a lot of females stalk their significant others, social medias. Um, but you know, if, if you're confident in your women, you should know what you bring to the table, what you offer. And if he's not appreciating that, then he's not the one for you. So um, I think confidence is big. I think just respect is another huge one because a lot of girls nowadays at the clubs, man, <laughs> crazy they're crazy so um a, a woman with you know confidence good respect good morals good upbringing um i think those things are very important i would hope that's what men are looking for men are looking for just it's different for every guy but i would hope that they're just looking for you know what women are looking for like someone to hang out with someone to get to know someone to experience things with um and just like grow a relationship with. For guys, I think that they want someone they can hang out with. Um, obviously sex usually for men is a huge thing. Being chill, I think guys don't like confrontation and fights, obviously. I don't either, I know some people do, but um, being easygoing, I don't think guys like pressure also from girls. Like I think guys really wanna be the one kinda leading the whole relationship so if a girl's giving too much they get scared off at first um so yeah i think that's a big one as well i think eagerness kind of turns guys off i feel like men are really hard on women these days just because uh, we are expected to be all these things and wear all these different hats we're um, expected to be these boss ladies, but also feminine, also really good in the kitchen, really good in the bed. So there are a lot of expectations on women from men to like fulfill the role of the wifey material. Uh, it depends what kind of man, but I think 
The person who I would look for probably wants a woman that um, has her own success. And I think a lot of men want a woman who takes care of herself, whether that's physically or mentally or really both. And feels like they have a purpose and isn't too dependent on a man. Kind of the same thing. I mean, it's different. Back in the 50s, it was you stay at home, you take care of the kids, and that's what you do. And now they want independent, hardworking women. So I think a lot of guys just want a down-to-earth girl that doesn't really play games, is not out there talking to 10, 15, 20 different guys and knows what she's looking for and doesn't have to go to the bars every single weekend just to feel better. All right, guys, that is all I okay. have. Okay, so some, some right, some wrong, right? Some of these are fascinating, though. And Tyler, you know you're going to weigh in on this. And just, Tyler's like, <laughs> I see that face. What you just, th this comment, the top comment, the top 20, 2,500 likes says, a plus for Courtney once again exposing how women literally have zero clue as to what is actually going on. Well, I think that's true in many respects. Um, it's fascinating. So some of the comments that stuck out for me, first of all, the woman who just said she wanted somebody, a guy who had to make $400,000 and take care of her, the kids, the home, the par the, the, her parents, the elder, everybody, you know, Sam and Joe were down the street. She says men are hard on women. Honey, honey, self-reflect a little bit. Okay. Um, she also says that guys want a boss lady. Guys don't want a boss lady. They're not, they, that, that is, want, women want to be a boss lady for other women oftentimes and sometimes for themselves. They want to feel like a boss. You know, I, I sometimes women say, I feel like a boss. You know, it's like, get your confidence pumping. Guys, they're, they're not, no, no guys out there like, I want a boss lady. <laughs> no, they're not saying that, doll. They don't care about that at all. Also, just a reality, uh, the, the girl who says that, you know, oh, I think guys want a woman who has her own success. I don't think that's the case all the time either. I don't think they need you to have this like on their their short list is not like woman must have her own financial and professional success. I don't think that's on most guys short list. I don't. Um, isn't too dependent. I also think that's wrong. I think that men are really, really comfortable a lot of times with you leaning on them and with them being the leader of the house and for them to take the the big financial responsibility as long as in turn they're getting something that they that they want out of that dynamic independent hard-working women to an extent to an extent so let me tell you what's on my list for what i think you tell me guys in the chat tyler you can weigh in too you tell me if you think i I, I get it right. First of all, I think guys want someone they're attracted to. They got to be attracted. You don't have to be, you know, Heidi Klum, but you, you, someone that they are physically attracted to. Intimacy is very, it, sex is important to guys, okay? It's a very, very important. They have to want to, you know, jump your bones. They like that. Okay, attraction. I think they want someone, and this word, by the way, gets under certain female skin a lot, pleasant, Okay, it is. It, it's prickly for women sometimes because what happens is when women hear the word pleasant, they think, oh, you just want a trophy wife. You just want me to sit and smile all the time. That's not really what they mean by it. I think what they mean by it is oftentimes they are willing to go out there and work their butts off to make, you know, that $200,000 a year to bring home and take care of the family and do all those things. But when they do get home, they want to be able to talk to someone who's not in a bad mood, who's not cranky, who 
By the way, this gets into the problem with two working people. We can talk about that in a second. But I think they want someone who's generally easygoing and nice to be around. You know, pleasant, like not drama. They don't want like all the like guys literally like a flame starts inside their body when you start bringing up stuff they did 15 years ago. They're like, didn't we have this conversation? Like, come on. Oh, but you did this. And do you remember that time we went to your sister's house? Do you remember what you said to me outside? I do. Then she verbatim repeats what you said 15 years ago. And you're like, good God, I'm going to be in my grave hearing these words. They don't want to deal with all. It's like a lot of like, they just can't. They don't like confrontation. The girl who said that is right. They don't. It's just too much at some point. I think they want less stress, less drama. They want someone who's feminine a lot of times. And by that means, I think they like well-groomed. They don't want you to have like hands that look like man hands. Oh, I feel so naked without my rings. I had this kind. By the way, everyone, yes, I am still married. I love my husband to pieces. I'm getting my rings adjusted. I feel naked. I feel like I'm naked here. Anyway, um, I think they want someone who has, you know, feet that look like a woman's feet, pedicure. You know, they want you to take care of yourself, exercise, care about your health, care about your wellness. They like those little things that you do that make you different. The fact that you put the lotion on and you have the soft skin. Grooming, grooming that women do, I think is important to men. They don't want you to be a headache. So they don't want you to be the type of woman who goes out and gets drunk all the time and goes out with your friends and you like, oh, has a, a crew of girlfriends that are troublemakers. Like they have to sit at home and worry, like what, what's going on over there? Where are they going to wind up? Oh, is that friend going to try to, they don't need all that. It's just drama, headache, aggravation. Um, how did I do Tyler on that list so far? I think you're pretty close. Okay. Am I missing anything that you think or anything that they got wrong? What do you, do you think guys, I mean, am I right? The guys aren't like, oh, I need a boss lady. No, no, no. Do you think guys are, and I had this really interesting conversation with my husband last night. Let me share it with you. I said to him, I said, babe, listen, what if I, you know, my husband has a good job. He works, um, does great for himself. But I said, babe, what if I came home one day and I said, you know what? I need a break. You know, I've been working my whole life and with very little, with real, truly very little break. I took a few months off when I had Hartley for my maternity leave, but I've always been doing something. Granted, I have this schedule really pared down because my son is my priority in this year of my life and in many to come. So I, I had to figure that out. But I said, babe, what if I said to you, you know what? You're making great money and I can stay home. And I just want to, you know, we can have some part-time help or we can move closer to where my mom and dad are. And I just need time to do me, to like go exercise and run to the grocery store and tidy up the home. And I said, if you went and worked all day, blood, sweat and tears all day and came home and you told me about your day and it was like work, 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 work. And I was like, well, babe, today I went to the playground with the baby and then I, you know, I went for a facial and then I got a couple of hours of exercise. And would you be resentful at all? And he said, not at all. Like it's rewarding for me. This is his words. He said, it is rewarding for me as a man to be able to provide so that you don't have to stress and you can have that time. I thought about that. I said, wow, that's a really amazing difference. So when she says that, you know, this girl says that guys don't like a woman that's too dependent. Like, how do you feel about that, Tyler? Do you think guys are comfortable if a woman said like, hey, I want to stay at home. I want to take care of the kids, but I don't want to be a go-getter in, you know, how comfortable are guys with that? I think they're fairly comfortable. I mean, the, the whole idea is the men are supposed to be providers, right? Like the, up until 
30 years ago when Elizabeth Warren wrote The Two Income Trap. It, it was never the case. Back when Elizabeth Warren was still sane. And this was never the case. I mean, women stayed at home and they took care of the home and the family and the kids. And, and that was that was normal. Only recently has this changed. I, I don't think men are typically adapting to it well. I don't think men want to go out to work for eight hours, come home to a woman who's done the same thing. Now they're both angry. Now they're both cranky. Now they're both bitching, bitching about their boss. They're bitching about their day, et cetera, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, to be fair, men don't want somebody who's super clingy. Maybe right. that's what she meant by dependent. But no, like I don't think men are turned off by the idea that they're going to be the sole provider for the home at all. Yeah, that is a good distinction too because I think clingy becomes like you're not able to even occupy yourself. Like you're like – what are you doing, babe? And you got to be on somebody all the time. And you got to be, because then you also prevent a guy from doing what he needs to do. He can't be working if you're like, mm-hmm, you know, like a little kitten all the time, you know, not, you're not a lap dog. So that is a good, important decision, uh, important distinction to make. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think, and also the point that Tyler made is really important about two working people. And the problem with that really is this. You got to be realistic. When you go to work, there is going to be some amount of garbage you have to deal with, right? You're going to get there. Somebody's going to be annoying. Somebody's going to speak to you in a tone you don't like. Some aspect of the day is going to go not according to plan. Some, uh, I don't know, PowerPoint you do is going to not save. You know, there's going to be garbage. Like there's hills and valleys in a work day. And there's people. Whenever you're involved with people, even if it's remote, there's going to be annoying things that happen and come up that rub you the wrong way, that exhaust you. And it's very challenging for both people to go into those worlds, get aggravated and agitated and all that all the time, and then come home. And then you know what happens? They vent that out at each other. So prior, when the dynamic was different and guys went and dealt with all that, and made the money and came home. They came home to, I'm going to be honest, a more pleasant wife because the reality is she's less exposed to just nonsense all day long, right? It was just, an, it, it, was, it was a simpler dynamic. I'm not suggesting that women, by the way, shouldn't do what they want in life. You want to be an executive. You want to be a CEO. You got to do what you want. You got to live the life that makes you happy. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you're going to be resentful if you don't do that. So I support that 100%. However, you have to also be honest about what it does to the dynamics in a home. And, you know, sometimes it comes down to a decision of like, who's making the money here? What, what do we do? How do we create a dynamic? Because no one wants an unpleasant house. And also when you have a kid, that energy becomes that kid's space, right? And I see it myself. I see when I have days that are much more stressful I see that I'm not as pleasant to be around, right? If I have days where I'm not working and I zone out, I'm much more pleasant to be around. That's just a reality of who I am, right? And I think it's a reality of of how a lot of women absorb work stress because we generally prefer a much um, healthier work-life balance and we flourish in a much healthier work-life balance. That's just a reality. That's just a reality. That's why you see a lot of, I know I'll get heat for this, you ever see those corporate women that just look like they're dying inside? They've rotten, you know? They've got a nasty face. They're unpleasant to be around there because you know what? They want to get to their spin class and they want to get home to their kid and they feel torn. Like they can't, because you can't be everywhere at once. You have to make a decision and then that person goes home and they're not pleasant oftentimes because they're mad, you know? They're like supposed to be doing what 2022 tells them they're supposed to be doing, but they're not so satisfied doing that. Um, so you have to think about that dynamic and it's just a reality. It's an important point to know. Uh, there's just to touch back on this $400,000 <laughs> of 
this was brought up in the chat and I think it's a really great perspective. Just to put in perspective how much $400,000 a year is, that's how much Anthony Fauci makes. And he's Mm -hmm. the highest paid person in the government. In the United States government, out of 3 million federal, 3 million plus federal employees, $400,000 is the highest paid. That is an absurd amount of Mm -hmm. money. I cannot move past that. No, it's, it's a lot of money. And also... Like, think about when you get a raise, right? Oftentimes you work in a company, you get a raise, you get a couple thousand dollars and you're excited about it. You're like, yeah, I got a $2,000 raise or a $2,500 bonus. Or So think about just what's interesting to me is that those are very young women throwing out very big figures. So now I don't know, maybe if you sat them down and elaborated, they'd say ultimately to land at that. But I don't, that's not how it sounded to me. It sounded like within the next few years, that was the goal. I mean, to be in your early 20s, again, and making 80 to 100K, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It just is. You know, you have to think about your average person getting out of college and looking for, I mean, they're not talking about, you know, the stars of the Jersey Shore here, or are they? That's another conversation. Are they, do they have a, a sense of self that they feel that they are worthy of the top of the top? In which case, again, we're talking about what guys actually want. Are those women going to say, well in exchange for a guy that earns $400,000 a year and busts his butt to make $400,000 a year and somehow climbs the ladder and gets there, not everybody who busts their butt is going to get to 400 k I mean, that's just ridiculous, right? It's very hard to make $400,000. But let's say somebody does. Are you then going to provide in the home what the guy wants? Or are you going to be like, no, no, I need to be a boss lady? <laughs> so then, the, no, because they don't care about a boss lady. You do, great. They don't. Right? Maybe they don't care about making 400K, but you do, so they do it. You know what I'm saying? It's give and take. So this was very interesting to me. And um, the question always remains is, were these people being honest? You know, they're, they're on camera. I think they are being honest. I think that's why there's so much like, moment to moment, they are being honest. And that's why there's like, oh, but did you realize you just said that? And they're like, oh, wait, you know? And if they watched it back, be fascinating to have these girls on and to be like, did you watch what you said? Like, do you see how maybe that could rub somebody like weird or confusing? All right. So I want to get to, are we good on that? Okay, cool. I want to get to the post millennial had an article out that was fascinating to me and very reflective of the times. And this is the title. It says half of single men avoid approaching women for fear of seeming creepy. So we live in a world now, let's keep in mind that almost everything occurs online, Right. We used to be in a world where you'd go up, you'd walk up to somebody, you'd ask them out. Now a lot is happening on here. Oh, there it is. I was like, where is it? Oh, it's my baby. Um, so let's read a little bit because it was a survey that was done in here that's indicative as well. And then we can talk about it. So men avoid women out of fear of being creepy. 44% of men said they, the fear of being creepy reduces their likelihood of interacting with women generally, which jumps to 53% of men who reported that they are single. So this woman, Blair Anderson, who is a dating coach. I don't know what a dating coach does. So many job titles these days. Dating, maybe I'll do that. I want to be a dating coach. That sounds like fun. I think I'd be really good at it too. Just saying. Okay, Blair Anderson. She conducted a bunch of surveys about what it means to be creepy. Now she's talking specifically about the online dating world, but it's, it's relevant throughout. There are nine creepy behaviors that she found men should avoid. Okay, in general. This is in general. This is not just online. Staring unwanted contact on social media, inappropriate comments, controlling behaviors, won't accept no, unwanted physical contact, pressure for sex, clinginess, and physical stalking. 
So some of these are obvious, right? Okay, you don't want to stalk somebody. That's nasty. Nobody wants that. You're not supposed to do that? I'm not supposed to. I, I don't know if you knew Damn that. Damn it. I know. Not supposed to stalk. Staring is a bit subjective. Um, I saw, I was in New York recently, as I told you, and I saw, you know, in the midst of observing assaults, robberies, you know, typical New York stuff these days, I saw an incident in a cafe where a guy was, had looked over at a girl and I watched, I like watched it. I happened to be in the perfect seat, which I love, by the way, because observing people is something I enjoy. Not so much interacting with them, honestly, but observing from a distance. And I see this guy and he looks at the girl and I saw it. He was like, very just kind of quick look. And then he looked again, checking her out for sure. She had a little bit of attitude. She came back and she was like, stop looking at me. And I thought, wow. That's, you know, and that was, he was not like, because you've seen that too. You've seen, sometimes you see a guy walking down the street with a girl and another girl walks by and he's just like, uh, like he's all but, his tongue's like down, wrapped around to the floor, curled up. You know, it's, it's a bit much. So staring can be kind of like, I don't know, I think guys are even afraid to look your way. Um, So the question is, is this a problem? And if so, what do you do about it? Obviously, this is a problem because men are now terrified, um, even in the workplace, by the way. They're terrified to have interactions with women because there's so much talk of sexual harassment has been you know, blown up to the point where you're guilty upon accusation of everything. So they're like, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't want to be like, no, every door needs to have like a window that you can see through and I don't, I'm good. I've spoken to guys that actually have deep concerns about like just regular interactions. Like I'm afraid I'm going to say something or like, and not, these are not guys that are prone to inappropriate behavior, but they're just afraid that that window of inappropriate has expanded so much that if they even say something nice, it's like, oh my God, did I overstep my boundary? You know, they're, they're, they're like walking on eggshells 24 seven. So is this problem? Yes. It's a huge problem because you need guys. First of all, men need to be men. Men feel a sense of you know, becoming when they go up to a woman and they do what they need to do. They need to ask you out. Hey, can I get, get a drink for you? They show that initiative. That is a man being a man. They feel it in their blood. They feel everything kind of flow beautifully through their body when they ha- we are proactive in these situations. So to have them stymied now is a problem because now they're like uncomfortable. Secondly, if you don't have guys going over to women, in many respects, women are not going to go over to guys. So now no one is interacting. Now what happens? What, what, how are you expected to have a union, have a, have a date, normal dating scene? You can't. I think one of the problems that has happened here, number one, is this culture that vilifies men on second one, right? All guilty. Then we'll, we're going to just label you all guilty, and then we'll decide if you're actually guilty. But for now, you're guilty. So just accept that and wear it like a scarlet letter. That's problem number one. And I think problem number two is that now that everything's online and everything happens through the phone, guys are out of practice. They're not used to just going up to people and behaving normally. There's so many guys that don't know how to behave normally because they're just stuck in this all the time, right? They don't know how to just, their social skills are getting lost. So much so that I think, you know, people talk about women going for older men. A lot of times that happens because older men didn't grow up in a culture where they were in their phones all the time. 
and they don't function like that, so they're more likely to come and approach you in person. They're more likely to not be socially awkward because they didn't grow up in the video game, social media world. So there's a lot of pull to older guys. They carry themselves usually a lot stronger and they're a lot more comfortable in their masculinity because they haven't been neutered like the younger population has in many respects. So it's a big problem. Um, and I think that as technology gets more and more expansive, it's just gonna get worse. So people say, what's your advice to guys? Guys, you, you gotta, first of all, you can't live in fear. You know, you can't live in fear all the time of, oh, if I say this or if I, you can't live like that. You have to be confident, work on yourself, function in the real world, stop function, functioning in you know some metaverse or in social media and all of that stuff and get back to practice. And if a woman is offended, I always say, if you open a door for someone and they're offended by that, that problem is with them, not with you. Ignore it. Just say, oh, sorry, I was raised to be a gentleman. You know, sorry, you, you couldn't you know, accept that. Move on and, and don't stop doing it because the next woman may be sane and normal and be like, wow, there's a gentleman there. And you heard all those women in the video come out and say that in fact they do like gentlemen. So do you find Tyler, because you're young, Tyler's a fetus. Anyway, uh, do you find that, you're, that you people of your age are like afraid to approach women? Is it all online? Like what happens in the dating scene, men in their 20s now? Well, I've been basically married since I was 18. <laughs> I live in a cave. I work all the time. I may as well be 65, so I couldn't tell you. Tyler's a great uh, commentator on this issue. <laughs> I've clearly sourced this well. I'm an old soul. Um, no, I mean, most of the guys I know, which are the guys I work with, um, they're not afraid. Now, they also may be a different breed of guy. I mean, value attainment's a very it's a different place, right? Right. Places I've worked in the past are not typical, you know, uh, millennial, Gen Z, whatever it is, men. Uh, they're they're tough men. They're strong men. Outside, hard labor kind of guys. But no, they're not. They're not pansies. Mm. I mean, they'll go up to a woman and they'll say, "Hey, how you doing?" They'll meet her at a bar. They'll do this. I mean, it is it is online dating. A lot of it is now online dating. Mm. But no, if they see a woman in a bar, they'll go up to her. They'll go say hi. They'll go say hey. You know, um, th this all didn't start until after I. I got in a relationship and I, every day that I'm on this show, am more and more grateful that I don't have to deal with this. Nonsense. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, to, to, to not have to date is like a blessing yeah. right now. Yeah. It's and fantastic. I like, I, all the comments in these videos reiterate the same thing. It's that these women solved nothing other than proving how much I either want to stay single or right. am so grateful that I'm in a relationship with a, with a wonderful woman. With someone who isn't like that. Right. <laughs> yes. It's 100% true. So I think Tyler's, you know, I think that valuetainment is a unique space because they, it's kind of like a space that attracts men, like masculinity and empowerment and ambition and all these things. And I also think Florida is different than Tyler's like one foot in Florida, one foot in Texas. I'm like, you know, go to New York City. You're going to, you would be horrified. People would be horrified by what they see happen among, you know, 30 something men in places like New York that are still acting like they're right out of college. So I do think it is a problem. I think men are afraid in many places and they don't go up to women. I've had guys that I've seen. I've had guys when I was in, I was still single in my early 30s. And I had guys that would text me from across the room. And instead of, instead of making that walk over, they would send me a text from across the room. And I would be like, done. 
out. But I, I do that as no, a, no. like a joke. No, not a joke. Not a joke. They'd be like, like hey. hey, hey, would you wanna blah 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 after like the like and looking around like I was like, oh god, help me, someone. And it's true, but you know, Tyler and my husband are very similar in one respect. Jeremy was an adult very early on, very mature, and kind of always wanted like family. One of our first conversations was like, he was like, I want uh, a family before I'm 30, and I would like a garage and a workbench. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like living on like 54th and 8th in Manhattan. I was like, what's a, what's, is that like a, do you build that? <laughs> so, you know, very, very appealing to me though. You know me. I like a man who gets a little dirty and knows how to build things. This is no secret to the audience. All right, everyone, I want to thank you for today. This was a blast. I will be back here tomorrow um, having a blast. We'll be doing a, just, I'm not even going to tease it. Just wait and see. We're going to talk a lot of really cool dating stuff tomorrow is all I'm going to say with someone who's been a little controversial and the feminists don't like. So that's your cue to join. Thank you for today. I love the comments in the chat. Had a great time. See you tomorrow, 1 p.m.